Hi, guys, and welcome to the Dead by Tomorrow podcast. My name is Daniel Winter, and my co-host is Andrew Monroe. In each episode, Andrew and I will explore topics that you should think about before you die. We encourage you to remember that some tomorrow will be your last, so each day could be your final chance to really live. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Dead by Tomorrow. I will not call you beautiful listeners this time to uh, you know, avoid offending Daniel's sensibilities about ugly people. But uh, we're glad you're here. So we are wrapping up our third challenge of the year, the vertical challenge, and we're going to be starting our new challenge this episode, which uh, I don't know if we're going to come up with a cool name or not, but basically it's going to revolve around Daniel and I seeing who can convert, uh, I think, 100 bucks into the most amount of money by trading, betting, options, crypto, something. We'll, uh, we'll figure it out. So, Daniel. How did the challenge go? You have anything to report? Are you able to dunk? Are you 12 feet tall? What happened this month? Well, here's the thing. We're not technically at the end of the challenge yet, which is pretty important. I've got two days left, which means I haven't yet gone out to do my my dunking attempt. So what? If, in the last episode we talked about, I, I would call this challenge a success if... I could dunk a basketball if I could get my vertical up to 36 inches. And so right now I'm at 35 and a half. So I'm pretty dang close. And so I'm hoping with, um, I'm going to use the next couple days of the challenge that are remaining to actually rest up and try to see if I can get up to that 36. And then I'm going to go find a court. I'm going to bring a tennis ball, bring maybe like a dodgeball, bring a volleyball then bring a basketball and just kind of work my way up and see where I'm at. So the hope is that by the time we release this episode and, and send out kind of our newsletter that I'll be able to throw in a video link of the successful dunk. And at the very least, like I know I'm going to be able to dunk something. So if it's not a basketball, I'll be disappointed, but we'll at least get some live action in there. So, um, that's, that's kind of where I'm hoping the challenge will finish. Um, I think last time around, you also asked if there was anything on the, the back half of the challenge I was going to do differently. And I sort of said, no, I'm just going to stick with my program, which I am sticking with my program. But then I lied. I, I actually decided to do <laughs> I decided to do a little bit more research and see, is there anything I can do to kind of get that extra edge? And so I listened to a podcast and I'm going to have to look up the name, but it's it's from a guy who does vertical jump training and he's a volleyball coach and so his like he has a big thing about vertical training he actually has like a big program um that he takes people through and so i listened to his episode on vertical jump training and the main takeaway that i have from it because i didn't want to pay for his entire his entire program but he talked about this idea of speed being a really important aspect of vertical jump training. And uh, one exercise that he has people do is he has them kind of go out and run like a 50 yard sprint. And at the end of that sprint, when you're kind of at your top speed, try to jump and try to maintain as much speed as you possibly can. And if you if you haven't done any training before, even if you have, like 
getting a full jump, not losing any speed after a 50 yard sprint. That's pretty, pretty challenging to do. But what it does is it helps to sort of train your body to get more used to jumping while at a high speed. And then when you kind of go back and you're, you're trying to do your training and again, he's a volleyball guy, so you don't get to do a 50 yard uh, run up to <laughs> be a big to, volleyball court <laughs> to go into your spike. You get, you know, three, four five steps. And so what you do after kind of doing that training is then you scale it back to that three, four five steps. And you're trying to gain as much speed as you possibly can within those steps and then translate that into a jump. And so you're, you're trying to increase what he calls your maximum control velocity. So the, the fastest speed you can be going where you jump under control and get that height. So gone out and done a couple of those. I'll, I'll actually do a few more of those uh, sprints and jumping at the end today just to try to get ready, see where I'm at. That's awesome. I, <laughs> oh, I can't believe you tricked me like that. Um, but it, it is, I, I can see the correlation there. That was nothing I came across in my research, which should be telling that you can go Google search how to increase your vertical, do the whole thing. And we have so much information at our fingertips. And yet, you know, I don't know how much time you actually spent jumping around looking for this podcast, but I had not heard about increasing velocity like that in your terms of running to increase it. It was all about hamstrings and stuff. So you can really go down the wrong rabbit hole if you're biasing your searches towards what you think it should be. And if you aren't open-minded on it, um, cause that's totally what happened to me. I think I probably passed over anything that was related to what you're talking about. So oops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hadn't heard that before either. So that's where I was like, it's, it's something different than what I've done. Let me try it and mm-hmm. see. I had a, I really enjoyed this one. Um, I have to admit, I did not feel like I pushed myself as hard as I should have. I didn't, I didn't hit all of the marks that I was planning on hitting to see if I could really improve this challenge, which is kind of the point of this is, you know, we're looking at how much can you pack into 30 days? If you really take a 30 day focus and really work at a single thing, what will it do for you? Um, because I've, you know, have this philosophy that if you really, really drill down, you can get pretty far in a really short period of time. And so that's kind of, kind of why we've been doing this challenge stuff. And I just, honestly, I sucked at this challenge. My diet was kind of trash on and off. Like I was, I was trying to do like the whole meat thing and no alcohol, which I did good on the no alcohol, but on the meat eating only, I, I broke down every couple of days and had bread or something fried or whatever. So I kind of sucked there. Um, I don't know. Uh, that being said, like, did oh, yeah, did you just most recently post your your highest vertical and get to what your goal was? Uh, well, and that's the thing is, I I added roughly three inches at least, and you know maybe maybe over the next couple of days, I'm really taking. I took a rest day today, and I'll probably go easy tomorrow. I'll probably do like an upper body again. And then I'll, I'll test the last day just to see if I can eke out like another inch on that vertical. Um, and most of my vertical tests have been at the end of workout. So I'll probably do a little warm up and then test it and see if I can get, you know, that extra, if I've gotten that extra inch. So I've done well, which is cool. Like I've, I've gotten three and I'm guessing probably going to be four inches by the, the end in two days. But I feel like in terms of discipline, I was lacking, I guess is what I'm getting at. I, 
I didn't hit as many workouts as I wanted. Um, I didn't stretch as much as I said I was going to, especially in that last half. I still got some more stretching in, but there's just, in my mind, I really dropped the ball on a lot of stuff. It still was cool because I've, I've definitely had improvement on the vertical. Um, I feel like I could have done better, um, maybe gotten five or six or seven inches out of it if I really would have been disciplined on this. I'm hoping, or at least I'm telling myself that's what it was. Maybe, maybe no yeah, matter what I, I mean, did, I was only get three or four. <laughs> Maybe I, I mean, that'd be, that'd be quite a jump, um, pun intended there. So <laughs> I think this month though, you're, you're getting to experience a little bit what Brett and I experienced last month, which is that, you know, in our sequel challenge, Brett and I both had some struggles with our consistency. We didn't hit what we wanted to every single day, but we still left the challenge feeling a sense of growth. Mm-hmm. And, and I was able to get access to our SQL database at work. And like, I know enough where I could find some things that I needed to. And I can talk to one of my, my managers about that, who he wants to learn more SQL stuff. So we've kind of set that around the goals and like we can converse around it versus that one was more, more of a successful month for you. So it's, it's flipped a little bit and hopefully mm-hmm. what you get to experience and what our listeners can sort of hear is even though you didn't have a perfect month in terms of your discipline and and kind of trying to tick every box you still did stick with it and you didn't you know the first time you ate something fried or the first time that like your vertical actually went down instead of going back up you didn't say ugh you know what messed up this month i'm out like you you kept back and you did stick with it and you did still show growth over the course of the month i mean you're i think your vertical is going to technically increase more than mine will across the course of the month even though I, this was a good month for me in terms of training and consistency. Yeah. Well, and that's, that is an excellent point because it, a lot of people, and it, I've done this as well, and I'm sure you have too. It's like, well, I screwed up, so I guess I'm done. And then you quit. And that is, you can't do it like that. You've got to learn to take those, uh, we'll call them failures. It's, it, it has the wrong connotation because it's not really a failure. But having those road bumps, you've got to be able to take those in stride and say like, hey, I'm not going to be able to be perfect. I'm going to be able to keep going because you're right. I I still picked up some stuff. Um, one of the cool things about this challenge was I am finally running again. I've been telling myself for months that I was going to pick up my cardio and really get to work on it. And this was kind of the the boost that got me going there. So that's been really handy. So that's a big win. Um, and, and going back to sequel, uh, this is kind of funny and just just to really drive home that even if it's just a short little practice challenge, you're doing this little thing, learning SQL in this case. Um, not only did we have the successes that we had or whatever you want to call it learning, but I use this uh, thing called Airtable. It's basically a free, uh, pretty handy, user-friendly uh, database. Um, instead of having a SQL database, it's that's a lot more easy for the average person to use. And saying that, I still treated it like Google Sheets. I used it like a like a weird Google Sheets. And so a lot of the stuff I was trying to do with Airtable, I would just kind of wouldn't quite be able to fit it in right because I was trying to do things that you would do with Google Sheets or Excel. And after learning SQL, um, playing around with it now, I'm like, oh, I get it now. I, <laughs> I get how this is supposed to function. And it just carries over. So like, even though we've been doing this this vertical challenge, I'm still getting benefits a month later from the sequel challenge. I know that's how it's going to be with this vertical challenge. Um, my cardio is only going to increase more. I've 
I've gone up in strength on some stuff. Um, it's it's just going to get better. So even if I had in my mind kind of some of these these roadblocks, a lot of it came down to my schedule, what was going on. You know, I had a lot of work stuff that came up that got in the way, and you know that sucks at the timing, and I wasn't able to follow through on some of the stuff I did. But it doesn't mean I'm not going to be able to carry over uh, some of the. I guess you could call it technique that I was learning on how to jump better um, and kind of the drive to like work on that aspect of life. Cause I've kind of been in a rut of just focused on like heavy lifting and trying to move more weight and that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm excited about it. Even honestly, I, I would say it's a success, I guess is what I'm getting at. This was a success that I know is going to pay dividends down the road. So despite me not having performed as well as I would have liked, um, I'm still happy with it. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think that's the great perspective is 30 days and the month, like it just gives us a framework to work from, but mm-hmm. there, there will be the further reaching mm-hmm. impacts with what we're learning. Cause I mean, it's not as if those skills just go away and you never use them. We're, we're doing our best to try to do these challenges in things that actually intersect somewhat with our day-to-day lives. Sure. Uh, just, just because a lot of people don't look at the Google sheets we've been hanging out there. Um, your vertical right now is sitting at 36 inches, correct? 35 and a half. 35 and a half. I'll give you that extra half inch. That's, (laughs) that's like a a springy floor versus not. (laughs) Uh, so I'm at 26 inches, uh, which is a wildly, and, and for those listening that know Daniel's a little taller than me, this is not like a. Oh, Daniel's got a little height. This is with the standing thing. So Daniel has a full foot higher vertical than me, which adding on to everything else means you're probably like a good head and shoulders above me if we were both to go up for like a disc or something, which is a little sad on my part, but it's also always been kind of that way. So I'm not, I'm over it at this point, but like just for perspective, Daniel's jumping really dang high. In I my opinion, that, I think this means the next time we see each other, I could, I could maybe literally jump over you so we could try that. Maybe. I mean, 36 inches is like three feet and I'm only five, nine. So <laughs> all you have to do is be able to get three feet up and be able to raise your feet, you know, two or three feet and you got it. Oh, I'm not, I'm not talking about, I'm going to put my feet over your head. I'm, I'm going to like, oh. I'm going to like, you know, I just got to be, get my crotch higher than your head basically. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's we'll, we'll test it. We'll test it out. Yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled to see how this experiment goes, and if it goes poorly, the the results will not be uh, pleasant for either of us. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> so, was there anything from this last month that you thought was a waste of time, or that you thought was really important for somebody else to try, or was there anything that really stood out as a highlight for this challenge? Um, I think for me, something that is a a highlight, I I wouldn't say that there was anything that was a waste of time. Uh, I think something that stands out is like you mentioned, I'm somebody who has historically been able to jump pretty high. Like that's, that's been a, I I heard on the radio the other day, uh, they were interviewing some like NFL dude from the combine and they were saying, you know, hey, man, if we were if we were to see you at the combine and, and we were to say, like, do something that impresses us, like what's your what's your physical attribute? Like what thing would you do 
um, to impress us if we asked you to do that? Would you lift something heavy? Would you run fast or whatever it is? Uh, so when I, if I were asked that question, I'd probably say being able to jump high is the thing that I would do to impress you if I needed to do that. Uh, so even, even with that being the case right now, by having more of a focus on, I'm going to be consistent with these workouts. I'm going to be more consistent with my protein intake, um, and work on some technique was still able to improve. And so you can improve on strengths is, is what I'm trying to get at. Um, and then specifically for me, the, as far as the different challenges or, uh, different tracking things that I did, I think trying to look at my protein consumption and my daily weight were two of the most insightful things. And it actually helped encourage me to, to keep doing the workouts because I noticed there, there were several days that I'm getting to the end of the day and it's like, I'm going to close out the day with 90 grams of protein if I don't do something. So I would have another protein shake or I would, you know, just find some meat and chow down. <laughs> and so it encouraged me to to change my activity that otherwise I, I wouldn't have done if I wasn't keeping track of it. And then same thing, kind of watching my weight. If I'm like, oh, wow, I'm I'm dropping some pounds here because I'm running a lot. Maybe I'm dehydrated. So it encouraged me to be drinking more water. And again, to feel good about eating more food. <laughs> the protein is tough. Uh, that is, it's fun to track, like, or not fun, but like good to track because almost every day I was like, oh, I need to take my case and shake before bed because I'm at 115, 120 grams. And my goal was really like 180 grams a night. And I think the closest I got was like one day I got like 165. Um, <laughs> so it's keeping that in mind, keeping it at the front of your mind. Um, it's really handy, especially if you're training uh, in a, if you're trying to lose weight or if you're trying to gain muscle, either way, you need a crap ton of protein and it is hard to get that much protein in your diet. Like it's just, it's difficult. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt, <laughs> no doubt. Well, I know we are. We still got a couple days to round out our final numbers for the vertical, but let's jump into challenge number four, our money making challenge. So this will be mostly through May. Uh, I don't know if that's a good month or not to make money, but uh, what are your thoughts? Is, do you have like any kind of plan at all on what you're going to do or? Any thoughts on what your plan might lean towards? Are you going <laughs> to read anything, study anything? Like what's what's going down on your world? Yeah, this one is tough because I think from a market perspective, we're probably headed towards a recession, which there's money to be made in a recession as well as in a in a bull market. But I I don't know. I I kind of think as much as I want to do a really smart, like stock type of deal, um, I kind of think I'm going to do some sports betting this month. And so maybe, <laughs> I, I don't know which direction you're going to go. Maybe it'll be an interesting dichotomy of if you, you know, just take a hundred bucks within the span of 30 days. Um, you know, can you make more sports betting or, or doing stuff with you're probably going to do like options, which is basically betting anyway. Uh, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but I, I think that's the direction I'm going to go because 
the NBA playoffs are something I've been just watching a lot of. Uh, I, the Mavericks are still in it, which is fun. It's going to have to make me sort of decide between do I bet with my head or my heart. Um, and yeah, I think it'll just be a little more, it'll add a little more excitement because either I'm going to blow you out of the water. I'm going to like double or triple your money or I'm going to end the month with zero dollars. <laughs> Yeah, there's no in between. Um, I've yeah. been to Vegas with you. So. <laughs> it's it'll be zero dollars or a bunch of money, or uh, possibly both, depending on which uh, time frame you look at. Halfway through, we'll quad or you know quintuple the money, and then by uh, <laughs> May 31st, we'll be back to zero. Yeah, yeah. So as far as reading and research, I mean, there there are people who make a living at sports betting. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to mm-hmm. definitely do some some research, do some reading, try to figure out a a smart way to at least make the money last through the end of the month and not, you know, have day two roll around. It's like, well, I'm out. Good luck, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and so shout out to Nick. Uh, He, for those of you who've listened to this podcast for as long as been doing it, or if this is your first episode, the intro and the outro music that we have was actually uh, a song we purchased from this guy named Nick. And his brother makes boatloads of money. From what I've heard, I've never. This is third-hand information, so grain of salt. But uh, his brother is a professional sports better, and he makes his money sports betting uh, for years now. So there are people out there. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, there's a good chance so we're going to try and do a hundred dollars. I think is that that sound about right? Yeah, yeah, for yep. sure. So we're going to do a hundred bucks. Um, there's a small part of me that might actually do a hundred dollars on sports betting stuff. And then I might also do a separate experience with options trading. Cause I love options. And, uh, so far I've been really, really good at making a chunk of money and then immediately losing all of it. So <laughs> I wanted to do options, uh, but in a much more controlled and specific manner. Cause what'll happen is I might make two or three or four or $5,000 and then I get, cocky or overconfident and now i'm doing like what are basically three or four thousand dollar bets and uh yeah it just doesn't go so well (laughs) so (laughs) i I might do like one-on-one practice doing some options really really chill like and then practice doing the sports betting because i've always wanted to learn sports betting and try and do a really really investment style approach so i might actually end up doing two hundred dollars but treat them as like two separate $100 things just because I have, uh, you know, I don't have kids and too much responsibility in my life and I can be dumb sometimes. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm probably going to try and learn the candlestick method because I've mostly just been, uh, treating this as Vegas on my phone. So that'll be my goal is I'm going to try and actually take this into a scientific as if it's a job approach, probably spend 10, 15 minutes, uh, pre-market opening in the morning and then 10, 15 minutes maybe making one or two trades uh throughout the month and just i'll probably record them and see how it goes and or if i go the sports betting route same thing i'll probably try and do like 10 minutes research every day and then make some really small five ten dollar bets and try and just stack up a couple dollars a day because you know if i can make five bucks a day doing this then technically by the end of the month we'll be at a much bigger value than the hundred dollars and i'm not going to do that math because I don't know how to process that kind of numbers in my head. So I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, it'll be nice not worrying so much about uh, killing my body in the gym that I'll probably still be happening. But uh, yeah, 
yeah, do you have any, is your goal to like double your money to end the month not having lost your money? Like what would be success? Uh, Okay. This is going to maybe sound a little overzealous and I am probably going to regret this. And it's also probably going to be why I end up with zero dollars. I'm aiming for a thousand dollars by the end of the month. I want to, I want to 10 X the money. Dang. Okay. I, so. I think I'd be happy with a, with a nice 50% gain. If I end the month with 150, call them that a win. <laughs> well, uh, I guess we'll see what happens. I, this is, you'll probably end up with your 150 then, and I will probably have zero because, uh, <laughs> that sounds a lot more achievable, but I get ridiculous when it comes to this kind of thing. And I'm really, I don't know, part of me secretly wants to one day be able to just trade for a, for a full-time job, I guess you could say. We'll see. But all right, we'll, uh, we'll throw everything we find in the show notes. Um, we'll obviously have another journal that, uh, we'll probably spend too much time making to, uh, look fancy. And, uh, so if you want to keep up with how this last challenge went for us, how the next challenge is going, always check the show notes for that Google sheet link and you can see how we're doing. Uh, Maybe we'll get fancy and we'll be able to track like the actual dollar amount. That'd be kind of fun. So we'll link them to the show notes. We'll have Daniel's video of him dunking in the show notes as soon as he gets it over. And yeah, we're excited, you guys. Hope some of y'all join us on this money one. I know this is probably a little bit more up more people's alleys than uh, learning how to jump high. So yeah, I would, in, I would love if, if anybody, if anybody's like, I'm in for that, just text us what you're doing, how it's doing. We'll, we'll give you a mm-hmm. shout out. You don't, you don't have to necessarily come on the episode unless you want to free to come on mm-hmm. too. but this is an easy one to just follow along and have some fun. And it's interesting. Keeping up with the stock market really makes you aware of the world. And same with the sports betting. I'm sure it, it makes you more aware of factors that you're probably not paying attention to on a day-to-day basis. And it kind of widens your perspective on whatever this little niche thing is, you know, the economics, the, and in my case, it's going to be knowing what what's happening in basketball, period, or whatever we're doing. So uh, it's always cool to kind of shift your perspective. But all right, guys, uh, until sometime in mid-May, we'll have our update episode for you guys. And uh, we appreciate you all listening. And we look forward to connecting with you soon. 